Today's episode of The Wretched Hive is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash hive. That's H-I-V-E in case you can't spell hive. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to The Wretched Hive Podcast. I got a bad feeling about this. Moss Eisler Spaceport. What are you talking about? You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is ridiculous. We must be cautious. Actually, we're just a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars and other stuff. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. That's good news. I like the sound of that. Welcome to Force Friday! Oh my god! September 1st, 2017. Today is Force Friday! And we are pumped to go shopping. I'm hitting Target later today. And you all can come with me because you have found... The Wretched Hive Podcast for Friday, September 1st, 2017, episode 44. And uh, Force Friday is upon us. The Wretched Hive will be Porg Central in a a matter of hours. Oh, dear God. Don't go down this path. It leads to the dark side. I need my Porg t-shirt, my Porg puppets. I am all in on Porg City, and I know Scott... You're going to have a few things to say about that, but... Um... I, I, yeah, I'll have a few. i got a few <laughs> things ready. All right. I, I never thought anything would make me long for the return of the Ewoks, but I think the Porgs are doing that. Oh, come on. <laughs> they're, little, they're little penguin, alien penguins that we're gonna, we're live with Luke. We are going to get to Porgs right. when Porgs come up, but All not right. right now. All right. Not right now. Okay, I got, we got other stuff. i got a list of talking points to add. So no, 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 no. It's going to be a great show tonight. All right. Well, let's let's begin with introductions. Uh, my name is Steve Baldwin and the rest of the hive. The rest of the wretched hive is with me as always my Wookiee co-pilot, Greg Lent. Guys, I am super thrilled to be here. I'm really honestly though I'm praying to the Skype gods tonight cuz I'm noticing that my computer is acting up all kinds of ways and maybe it's because Force Friday madness has taken over, but I'm hoping that things come through tonight. All right, we'll keep our fingers crossed for you. You sound like you're getting a little 3 po would already, actually. Slightly. Not bad, though. Not bad. Right. A little bit. Also joining us, lifelong Star Wars fan, Scott Ivansky. Hey, Steve. It's so good to be back. I am not, I'd like to say this, not at another Dodger game this week. Uh, they said they could do it all by themselves. Because they're in Arizona. And they didn't need... No, I would go. <laughs> the I would reason. I would drive there, and I would be one of the assholes who jumped into the big old pond at the back of the stadium after they beat their asses. <clears throat> all right. Well, I have planned tomorrow, Saturday the 2nd, I am driving down to San Diego. There's a doubleheader. Dodgers playing two in San Diego, and I will be there. Nice. So yeah. that means they're going to be two, two wins Give me that two. day, right? A little roadie. Yep. Ooh. Let's play two. Also on the show tonight, the captain of the Millennial Falcon, Nico Rodriguez. Hear ye, hear ye. One and all. I'm here today. Well, I'm excited. Sir. Sounding good. Sounding good. Good to have you as always. And finally, we have... I hear crickets. Dave! <laughs> Under... No circumstances 
Should ever, you ever? Ever, Dave. And I mean... He's getting 3 po Never! <laughs> what's, the pro- what's the problem, Dave? Call him Harry. <laughs> Potter. Uh, thank you to my favorite rebel scum, Steve Baldwin. And good morning, afternoon, or evening to everyone out there, whenever and wherever you're listening to us. And I... I... I I love doing this to you, Steve, because I know you have all this prep work and show notes and everything going on, but this is the Wretched Hive. We talk about Star Wars and other stuff, and I know there's some other stuff that we want to talk about because at least four of the five of us have now viewed the Season 7 finale for Game of Thrones. So four, And I, so, I, think we should talk, I think we should talk about it a little bit, and the one person who hasn't seen it, I think they should probably put their headphones down All right. if it's that important to them. So Scott Ivansky walking out of the room... Doesn't want to get spoiled. There's going to be yeah, dragons. They're, they're dragons <laughs> and food. <Dragons. laughs> Scott uh, is a late comer to the show. He's okay. He's officially stepped out of the garage. He is uh, on season two, as 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 we speak. Uh, so it's embarrassing. It, I'm not going to lie. Uh, Game of Thrones, big, big stuff happening in that universe, and uh, it's been a fun couple of weeks wrapping up, what is this, season seven we're on? Season yeah. seven. Yes, season seven. We've got, uh, I don't even know where to begin season with this. Seven. I mean, this last episode, we really could have uh, we could have Game of Thrones talk in between our, our Star Wars podcast here, but um, we've got uh, White Walker Dragon. We've got incestuous uh, stuff going on with with stars of the show. Where do you want to start with this, Dave? Well, just I, we, I, somewhere on the internet observed that like the progression of Game of Thrones fandom in general is like season one. You're like, oh my god, Jamie and Cersei are brother and sister, and they're 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 having relations with each other. I'm just I'm not comfortable with that. It's so weird and awkward. And season seven, we're like, come on, John, nail your aunt already. <laughs> Get over it. Tap that ass, John. What are you waiting for? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Nico, I know you're a huge fan of the show. What what did you think of the season finale? Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was super stoked that it was an extra long episode because what was going on in the penultimate episode, I thought there was just too much to wrap up for the season. And I was super stoked that it was super duper long show um i was really curious about the dragon and what kind of fire it was going to be breathing being a white walker and i was not disappointed in that scene with the wall no i was just i was blown away i loved it every damn minute of it the the uh this we're, we're still going scott sorry sorry not not ready for it yet so when uh, I thought some of the oh we're gonna do this all <laughs> night, <are>. <laughs> actually, just stay out there. Just five we're more minutes, have the whole five more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get through the whole. We're gonna be on uh, on very lonely Luke, and okay, you can come back in. Um, when Daenerys gets delivered uh, to the meeting on the dragon, I I, just, I thought that that CGI on that was absolutely stunning. It looks so good. Uh, Dave, how did that look on your magnificent television that you've got down there in Orange County? There be dragons. <laughs> it, it, you're right. The CGI is fantastic. It, it is amazing to me how far it's come that that's a TV production yeah. and you, you contrast it with 
you know, I just saw Terminator 2, the re-release in the theater on Monday night, and that was one of the first real big, glorious cinematic CGI movies, and they used it very sparingly in the film. And now it's so common that we can do something that spectacular on a TV show. But I, I wanted to say, as much as I loved the episode overall, I actually thought it was, it was very predictable. It basically turned over a lot of cards in terms of plot development and character development that anybody who follows the show or reads any kind of theories on the internet knew were going to happen. There were not a lot of surprises yep. there. I still loved it, don't get me wrong, but it was it was hardly like a suspense-filled you know, plot or twist turn, like when we found out uh, where Hodor came right, from. Right. Greg, what did you think about the uh, Sensa finally growing a pair and uh, taking care of Littlefinger? Honestly, that was my least favorite part of what I felt was a very uneven season for Game of Thrones. Mm. I I love I love the series. I think it's been fantastic. It's been a great seven years. Um, for me, this was kind of a lesser season for me. Um, and that part was the worst part of this season. I hate to be a downer about it, um, but as ridiculous as this as this season got in many ways, with the you can talk about the 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 the, the speed at which an airborne raven can travel across the <laughs> land. Why if it grabbed by I, the husk? Exactly. It was it was super Monty Python esque. But I was still I was I was on board because you got to see dragons and it was awesome and the the fights against the White Walkers and just the 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 last you know the the last stand on the island was was awesome. But to take characters who you built up as, as being hardened, who are smart, and they've learned their lessons, to have two characters be dumb the entire season was so hard to sit through. And I'm, just, I'm glad they wrapped it up and we don't have to, to deal with it next season at all. I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not glad that Littlefinger's is dead. I, well, I am glad he's dead. But I'm more happy that to see that, seri- that, that storyline go away than I was to see Littlefinger die. So there you go. Yeah, I, I got to jump in with Greg there, too. They I think because they don't have the source material anymore, it's like the the foreplay is all gone from this season. It's like it is just about getting to the action. And damn it, the lack of foreplay is starting to interfere with my ability to enjoy the action. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good well, point. I've, I've gone back, and um, actually, I'm, I was a latecomer to the series as well. I started watching about season four, so when people were talking about the Red Wedding, I was like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. I, it wasn't a big deal to me at all. So I, <laughs> I've gone back to watch those first few seasons, and you're right. There is so much buildup and character development, and that's really what makes the show great. When Ned Stark gets killed in season one, you care about that because you love— Spoiler. Sorry. Because you love Ned, and you love that family— and it's a big deal when when he, you know when he finally uh, gets decapitated there at, in the season finale of episode one, and um, a lot of that is missing in this in this episode. But still, I have to say, best show on television right now to me, at least top three or four Game of Thrones. It's uh, very 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 good. Yeah, agreed, agreed. All right, they did a fantastic job. The scene, I think, the scene with everybody uh, at the dragon pit where they're negotiating, I think that scene delivered. Everybody got a chance. Everybody, you know, they all played well off each other. It looks like the actors had a good time putting that scene together, and I think that really showed. You know, like, a little part of my soul was hoping that the chains would break on that White Walker as it ran at (laughs) Cersei. Or, like, it would run, and it, like, 
its head would just slip through the collar and the spine and head would just go flying at her and just chew her face <laughs> off. Or just something crazy dramatic and that was the end of I just hoped that was gonna happen. So I got I gotta say, one, yes, absolutely Nico, I agree with you, but two, the this the reaction that Lena Headley had there of actually showing kind of fear and emotion, which is something you do not see from that character in the rest of the show. I, it, it was just a very quick clip, but I thought that was a fantastic moment. And then afterwards, we got to see uh, the Hound, uh, basically Darth Maul the White, and then Luke Skywalker the White, because he chopped him in half and then cut his hand off. <laughs> <laughs> People lose limbs in this show almost as frequently as they do in Star Wars. Maybe that's why we like it. All right, let me bring Scott back in here, because uh, he can participate in this next portion. Scott! Show's over. Join us. All right, get, get your headphones on. We, you, you, you can play in this next section. Hey, I can, hey, we can hey, do it hey, without giving away. Dave, are you right, ready? No, no more spoilers, guys. I'm no ready. Spoilers. Hey, guys, I heard there was a Star Wars podcast. Can I join in? No, nah, we're not ready to talk about Star Wars yet because we have... Oh, damn it. A Star Wars Choices. It's a little game we like to call Star Wars Choices. Think of a hard choice you'll face in the near future. Who's choose? Okay, would you rather be intimate with a Wookiee? Choose wisely. Or be intimate with Ula, but Jabba gets to watch. I just assume he's a woman. Why do I have to choose? Star Wars choices. Game of Thrones edition. Here on the Wretched Eye Podcast, you won't get this entertainment on any other podcast. This is original content here, I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying. All right, guys, would you rather... Remember, the rules are you got to pick one or the other. Whatever you pick, you got to live for with for all eternity. There's no going back. <laughs> so would you rather watch through the end of Game of Thrones all the way till the series finale, but you don't get to see... Episode 9. Star Wars Episode 9. You don't get to see how that wraps up. Or, would you rather get to see Episode 8 and Episode 9, but you can't see the rest of Game of Thrones? And whichever one you don't pick, you don't get to find out what happens through any other means. <laughs> yeah, so you can't be on the show anymore because we're going to talk about Star like Wars. That. No, I... I... I, I, no, that, that was not part of the original question, Dave Potter. That is disallowed. Disallowed. So I'm going to go first. I'm going to pick. <laughs> you get fucking dead. <laughs> what are you going to pick? <laughs> Boy, that's, I disallow you, Greg That's Lenz. a huge cliff. I am the internet god. That's a huge cliffhanger there. Because I pick. All right. All right. So, Greg, I think you said Star Wars. Yes, and I'll read the books when they come out in 2072. All right, so one vote for Star Wars. Greg, telling Game of Thrones to go to hell. Uh, Scott, what say you, my friend? Yeah, I'm going to jump on this one, Star Wars. Yeah, and also, also, who wants to watch a bunch of uncle, uncle fuckers anyway? Who wants to see that? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't care how many boobs it's, it's, are on that show. It's nephew yeah. fuckers. <laughs> it's nephew fuckers, first of all. Oh, nephew fuckers. If they look like Danny, I might. her nephew. <laughs> I thought they were brother and sisters. No, no. See, you're just you. Know. There's more than one ancestral couple. Oh, yes. Shocker. <laughs> I didn't even go with spoiler on that one. I Nico, just... what say you? You know, uh, God. Yeah. Uh, fuck my ass. <laughs> um. <laughs> no. I. Really no. 
No, really, no. Um, oh, I can see the thing see, is he loves Game of Thrones. I feel like I can. I love Game of Thrones. I love the whole kind of fantasy genre, but I can kind of see where Game of Thrones is going, and I can speculate, you know, who's gonna win the game and who's gonna die and what's gonna happen and blah blah blah. But god damn it, I want to see Luke Skywalker fight somebody as an old man. I'm gonna go Star Wars. All right, three votes for the wars, Mr. Potter. Oh. Game of Thrones, without question. Ooh, going off the board with Game of Thrones. What's your rationale there? My rationale without for that, question too. Without my rationale question, for that is, says. I've invested about seventy hours of time and space in the characters in Game of Thrones at this point. There's no space and... in Thrones. Space is in Star Wars, Dave. Thanks for clarifying. <laughs> All right, it's, it's it's a lot longer than twelve parsecs. Parsecs is distance. <laughs> yeah, Castle Run twelve parsecs, my wow. friend. So anyway. What I'm saying is I've invested a well, lot and, 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 more and, and, into Game of Thrones than I have the characters that have been introduced in Episode 7, The Force Awakens. And Han Solo is dead, and I know Carrie Fisher is dead and won't be participating after Episode Good 8. God, so listen to the wow. morbid brutality so on this I, man. I, 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 am, I am ruthlessly more interested in seeing the end of Game of Thrones if I had to pick something than the end of the current Star Wars trilogy. All right. Wow. That's why we play so, this game. Uh, but there's, I'm telling you. But there's, I, I can tell from Scott's reaction, he's like, well, there's some legit logic there, even though I don't agree with it. No, no. I was. Um, I, I, have a, I, have a, I have a quick um, interlude. I just, or a quick question. What episode are we on of the Wretched Hive This is episode right 44. 44. So, Dave... Not even counting the movies, you're 44 hours into talking about Star Wars. I know. <laughs> it's, it's still less than... And, and honestly, our shows never go an hour. So you are, I, I would say, you're 80s hours of just talking about this shit just without even experiencing any media to go along nope. with it not and that's excluding all of the fucking books you've read all seen i not you sir i not that you point would be so much more gripping if his internet was not on an aol dial right, great tag tag me right now man i'm going off okay, on this go, one Scott, go go here we go on top of greg's already crazy 3po rant okay the hours invested you said 70 hours i have 70 hours of the first trilogy invested when I was 13 years old. I mean, you said you don't have that much time. Yeah, but no, no, that's... no, wait, 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 wait. No, what I said nope. was, hang on, what <laughs> nope. I said was in the characters introduced in episode introduced, 7, in fairness. Fair enough. However, it's a continuation of a trilogy you have invested so much of your time in. Books, comics, action figures. Dude, I, I'm looking at the video behind. Look, at look next to Godzilla, yeah. there is a 3PO right behind you. Oh, my God. Yeah. And Han, and Han Solo is dead, so I know how my favorite character's story ends. It's a ends. continuation of the Skywalker the way, saga. It's a continuation. And by the way, I'm not saying I can't read other Star Wars books or other Star Wars media, just that I won't see the movie. Well, I'm not going to... But you're not allowed to find out how it ends. <sighs> yeah, it's... I don't know. I already know, like you, Nico, I already know that Rey's a Skywalker, so I'm not real I'm not real concerned about turning that you card over. You will not get to see Rey Kenobi do her thing in Episode 9. Rey and Skywalker. I will add... I, I, and, not, and neither will you, and you're going to go while see it. I, 
Well, <laughs> well, I respect your decision making. You're one of the one of the most logical thinkers I know, Dave. I've got to disagree vehemently with you. Uh, I have 40 years into Star Wars, and I don't see how you can separate this trilogy from the rest. I just you can't. You, I can't. You have clearly. You think there's some differentiation there. I do not. I got to vote for Wars. It's four to one. Um, but I respect your decision, my friend. That's that's a tough one. Well done, sir. Someday, someday this is going to be a video podcast, and people will be able to experience Greg Lent dancing to that music because it is <laughs> it is, it is, it is something to behold. Magical, magical. You know, uh, usually we do these choices bits, and we're all respectful of everybody's decisions. I think this is the first time all of us have been offended by one person's decision in this. This is a Star Wars podcast. Congratulations, oh. guys. I'm proud of all of well, well, I'm <laughs> not Clearly, offended. I haven't been trying hard enough. Yeah, I, 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 I'm you, with Nico. Nico. I, I'm not offended by this. I just... I. It's not a choice that I would have made, but I mean, I respect your your thinking through it. I, it's it's, I it's was, a bold it's a bold choice for okay. for this crowd. I, I was just yeah, a, Nico go. I, I was just a little I was a little surprised. I feel like I don't know. It was surprising out of out of out of Dave, especially. I think it just took me aback a little, but I totally respect yeah. it. Well, that's that's why I'm not offended by Dave's decision. It's his decision. I appreciate your opinion. However, based off of the logic that Dave always likes to show on this this uh, wonderful show, uh, it just doesn't make sense. There is no logical sense. I'm sorry. Like Steve was saying, 40 years of investment. I know you've invested that much time. I know you've invested more time in all the reading, all the material, the expanded universe. I'll keep going off on this. You know I will. You guys had me out of the room for at least 11 and a half minutes on Game of Thrones, so I'm going to be talking shit. <laughs> hey, but you know yeah. what? You know what? In his defense, yeah, no, no. yeah he spent some 40-some-odd years and read all these books and bubble. It's time for something new, man. No, I'm good with that. Let's see some I'm Thrones. Good I'm good with that. And to be yeah, to be fair, most of those books suck ass. So. <laughs> yes. Other than uh, yes, uh, other I, than I, the courtship of Princess Leia. Yeah, I was gonna say nothing... everything else is crap. <laughs> it can't all be a courtship of Princess Leia. Sorry, Dave. What were you? Uh, I I wish. No, I was just gonna say I wish I had the time back I put into reading that. Book. <laughs> you could put it into Thrones. <laughs> that's that that gets that gets a big thumbs up from Scott oh, Bansky. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Uh, well, guys, uh, that was fun. Uh, if you would like to share what you would rather give up Game of Thrones to Star Wars, please find us on Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash Wretched Hive Podcast. You can also leave us a voicemail. The Wretched Hive Hotline is 562-455-4483. That's 562-455-HIVE. That's H-I-V-E, if you can't spell Hive. That cracked me up, Dave, on your uh, <laughs> audible.com intro this, to this show. Oh, Have me laughing. Man. And you can also find us online. Our official webpage is www.theretchedhive.net. So find us there. And, uh, guys, we've got so much to talk about this episode, we're going to jump right into the news here. From ABC News World Headquarters, this is ABC World News Tonight. No, it's not. It's Star Wars news with the Wretched Hive. So be it. Well, it's September 1st, and that means it's Force Friday, guys. Force Friday 2. Electric Boogaloo. Oh, yeah. Uh, is upon us. 
And you know, every every time this comes around, and it's all, and really it's Force Friday three, isn't it? Because it is. We've discussed. Yeah, this. we discussed this last week, but. Force Friday, you know, I kind of, I feel like I'm jaded about it. I'm like, I'm not going to get into it. And then I start seeing the stuff and all the marketing. And I just, I drink the Star Wars Kool-Aid and it just tastes so good going down. And I am excited to go out and uh, and experience Force Friday this year. There's uh, quite a few stores that are participating according to StarWars.com. Force Friday 2 kicks off on September 1st. And with it, the launch of new products inspired by Star Wars The Last Jedi. Uh, to quote Luke Skywalker, it's so much bigger. There will be activities. <laughs> when, when did when did Luke say it's so much bigger? I don't know. Uh, is this the same movie that I'm? Is this is that a? I don't know. We're talking about the porn parody. That's Leia Leia Lovelace or something. I don't know what's going on. There. Um, He's not lonely anymore. Uh, oh. Uh, you can uh, you can unlock giveaways, midnight madness events, and the special find the force augmented reality treasure hunt. Now this I wanted to talk about because this is really cool. Uh, if you look up, well, if you if you have the Star Wars app on your smartphone, which I have on my iPhone, I think they have it on Android as well. You can download the Force Friday uh, addition to the app. Mm-hmm. And essentially what you do is you hold your camera up facing these uh, in-store displays that have the Force Friday logo and augmented reality characters pop onto your screen. You can then take a selfie with them. You can uh, record them. Looks like a lot of fun. I think there's 15 in all. And if you find all 15, you're entered into a, a giveaway, some sort of a contest. Uh, but it looks really cool. Some of the tech on this is really getting good. Yeah. I'm impressed. I, you know what? I'm actually excited, Steve. Um, you mentioned you're going to be off on Friday. Um, I might join you unless you have other plans, uh, just to go check out what's out there. Uh, I haven't done a full Forest Friday in a while, like a, a full blown actual. I don't know if you're going to do the midnight thing, but um, I'll definitely be there to check out some of the new toys, the new uh, products that are out there, yeah, and and I, to I test think- out. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about the midnight thing. I'm not sure, but for sure, I'm sensing a live remote is going to happen. All right, I'm good. We need to do it. Yeah, we'll talk. Uh, that's so, what we do, right? That's what we do. That's what we do. <laughs> We're going to do it either way, so we might as well record it. Um, yeah, so this thing looks just super cool. The app is really slick. It's very well done. Um, yep, there's 15 total, um, uh, 15 total, I think, different uh, pieces. Uh, I don't know. I'm totally botching this. I'll go back and fix it. Augmented characters? Yes, thank you. There's 15 total augmented reality characters. Um, You can also go to StarWars.com forward slash find the force. As long as I get a selfie with Admiral Akbar, I'm good. That's it. That's my goal. Akbar was one of them. Akbar is my man. So, Scott, I need you to make sure that Steve gets a 3PO selfie. (laughs) Done, my friend. Done. (laughs) There is the ugliest coffee mug ever at Target the other day. It's solid gold, shiny gold at 3PO's head. And I was almost tempted to buy it just to use for the show. Oh, sweet. (laughs) I know it's on your Christmas list. You know, I want to go Game of Thrones and I want want 3PO's head. Uh, But you got Disney Store participating, Walmart, Toys R Us. I'm taking that two different ways, Steve. I don't know which way you want me to take that. Wow. Uh, Staples, Pottery Barn Kids... Coles, JCPenney, Hot Topic, GameStop, Think Geek, 
Oh, and even the Apple Store has something going on. Son of a bitch. Star Wars. So, I'm gonna have to, um, we are not going to no, we are not going into an Apple Store. Oh you're going to make me go into a goddamn Apple Store, aren't you? Wow, here's where your guys' love is really going to get tested. You yeah, guys. you know what Cuz Steve worries... is going into an Apple Store. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> what worries me about all this so is well. all weekend long there's going to be strange ass 40 and 50 year old men walking around Pottery Barn kids stores. <laughs> Trying to find the augmented reality character. We are not going to be at Pottery God. Barn. That's all I'm telling you. All right. Why? Why do you judge me, Greg Lent? Why do you judge me? Now. Oh, we'll get into it, Dave. Now you guys collect the toys. I'm curious to know: are, are, Have you seen any of the any Force Friday uh, releases that you're interested in? What are you What are you excited about with this year? Is this is this just limited to toys, or is this Force Friday stuff in general? No, we're going to talk about the books in a second. So let's let's hit on okay. the toys okay. first, because okay. I know I, I just I just I just wanted to be yeah, sure. There's, okay. a, there's a lot of books to talk about, but you know, like for instance, um, for the Force Awakens, I don't think there was a playset. You know, the old playsets that you get, like they have the Death Star. Yeah. You know, there's a the Dagobah. Yeah, Dagobah is a, was a very popular one. Yeah. Um, there's a playset. There uh, is for this one. Yeah. Oh, see, I haven't actually seen. Uh, any of the uh, the oh, toys or the play sets, none of the Hasbro stuff or God, is it now Disney? Oh, the Hasbro stuff has been. Yeah, all you know, I I never I never really thought about it like that, but yeah, they sell the ships and the action figures, but yeah, I don't recall even like with the re-release in the '90s, I don't ever recall them like there was the Death Star playset, the Cantina playset, the Dagobah playset. There was a Cloud City playset. There was an Endor playset. Yes. I don't recall any of that Th- stuff. There were. For, uh, do you want me to go through all new... that or? Yes, D- detailed descriptions no, no, no. one by no. one from chronological Don't. release forward. No, no. Please, the, God, let's the, go. The point is, <laughs> the point is, with this year, there's a playset that full. It looks like a, a pretty good size um, BB-8, and you open it up, and it's I think it's Snoke's lair because it comes with Snoke, it comes with stormtroopers, it comes with Kylo Ren, and it's it's an actual playset. It's okay. really cool. I, I was up, I was almost a little worried about you, Steve, because BB-8 is not a playset. So I don't know what you're doing at your home there with your BB-8 toys, but <laughs> I'm... <laughs> well, did you see uh, American Pie? Whoa! <laughs> I was going serial killer, but hey, <laughs> uh, uh, American Droid. It's it's a. It's, it's, it's a... <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, sorry, Scott, I cut you off. What were you gonna say? So, did you rename your droid? Is it BJ8 now? <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, but if there was a BJ8, I would own one. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, I'm with you on that. Oh my I'd, god! I'd high five you, but I don't know where your hand's been. So, right. well, wait, 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 wait. Uh, I gotta, I gotta jump back in on this real quick. Um, there were a bunch of playsets, Greg, that were released in the 90s and the early 2000s. They were done differently than the original 1980s uh, uh, playsets. Um, originally, Kenner wouldn't put up the money to re-release the old... Because a lot of the ships were rehashed versions of all the original stuff released in the 70s and 80s. And so what they ended up doing was um, building these kind of makeshift cardboard pop-up playsets. Uh, there were two. There was a Cantina one and a Jabba's Palace. And um, after that, they did start to release small play sets that were actually molded plastic play sets like the original ones, but nothing as big as the original ones. The only time that happened with the new series of figures was with Attack of the Clones. They put out a ginormous, I'm talking like G.I. Joe battleship size, uh, battle arena where uh, the Ge- Geonosians and all that stuff you could put like 
a thousand figures in this thing. It was oh, crazy. That sounds awesome. It was. Do you have that? I don't have that. Oh, I don't have that one. You bought the big Falcon when it was released a few years ago, right? Yeah, and I also have the big Adat. Oh, man. That thing is huge. You bring that Falcon over one day. One I'm going to bring the Adat, man. That thing will crush your car out there. Let's play. It is a big-ass thing. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. All right. One of, one of the characters that I th- obviously is going to be a big seller this year are the Porgs. And we haven't really talked much about the Porgs. And are they really going to be a big either. seller? No. Well, I'll be buying really? one. Come on. Now... We're, oh my we're gonna God. split hairs on this. Well, porg yourself, yep. because I I like the porgs. I like the porgs so much that I actually have some audio. I've got porg audio. No, so I do. We know what the he's already got porg porg. Actually, <laughs> it's already porg now, porg. Now porgs. If if you're not familiar, if you've been living under a rock, if you're listening to this show, you obviously know what porgs are. But just in case, they're a new a new uh, character in Episode uh, Eight, uh, the Last Jedi, and. Uh, they apparently live on Octu, the island. Oh, shut up, you guys! They live on the island with uh, with Luke, and they look like a. What do they look like? It's it's like a. It's like a. It's like a pug. It's like a pug had a baby with a penguin uh, with an owl's body, right? It's like these big eyes, this big and, pug and face, they, and they are sexy as fuck. Sexy as hell. <laughs> so I've got some audio here. Uh, this is actually from the fine from the fine the force uh, augmented reality. We've got uh, porgs. It's a little quiet, so let's see if you can listen. Those things are cute as hell. Okay. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I, it I'm, sounds like the little creatures. I'm totally that sure just, he was beating <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like the little creatures that worship the rock god in Galaxy it Quest. Does. There you I just, go. I want to point this out. We will take a screen capture of this, no. and we will post it on our, our, our Wretched Hive Facebook page. It has Ray standing right behind all three of these porgs. With that, the lightsaber lit up, and I'm just waiting for her to take a swipe out. <laughs> that is a, it, it, it is that is a little creepy, isn't it? Seriously, it is, yeah. look at that. Yeah. Well, porgs are gonna porgs are gonna be popular with the kids. They're so cute, and come on. Nope. I will be buying if, if they're. <laughs> Greg, <laughs> my God, turn your mic off when you do that, man. Um, I will be buying myself a pork, hundred percent for sure. Now, Scott, I know you've got some strong feelings about this, so I'm going to give you a little airtime here. Tell me why I'm wrong about this. What's no, wrong with the porgs, man? Not, what do you got against cute little animals? No, so no, they're I, cute. Come I'm, on. I'm cutting this way down. I'm just going to get it into a little one-liner type thing here, but this is basically it. The porgs are the new Ewoks. Now, they're not the new Gungans. They're not quite that bad. I'll give them the cuteness factor, but they are definitely not a Jawa, and they are definitely not an Ugganaut. They are... The new Are, Ewoks. Will they be? Will they? Will they be killable in Battlefront Two? That's all I care about. That's all I care about. I think rumor is one of them is flying an X-wing in Battlefront Two. Son of a bitch! <laughs> I just want to blast that Weird Al song, Weasel Stomping Day, and just run run havoc with with them all. <laughs> oh my god! So when you say when you say that yeah. Porgs are the new Ewok. What what do you, what exactly are you? Can you? Do you have to play the? Audio? Elaborate on hold that. Hold on, hold on. What he's you, gonna he's gonna make the noise. What, what, excuse me, I've got a little gas. Um, what what are you are you 
are you suggesting that these are uh, uh, intentional product placement opportunities for selling s- stuff that Disney is leveraging here? Is that what you're saying? I don't know, Steve. Let me ask you that same question. Well, you're trying to make your own point. You're not doing it very well. The I'm movie, not making it for you here. The movie isn't out for wow. another four months. You already want to buy Porgs. Yeah. You already know what a Porg is. What if they don't ever mention what a Porg is in this movie? Now, that's a what if, but what if? It's the same thing that happened with Ewoks. Ewoks were never mentioned in that whole stinking movie. Never brought up by name. But we all knew that name before going in to see Return of the Jedi. And everybody had to own a damn fuzzy animal Ewok, a stuffed animal, an action figure of Wicket W. Warwick. I mean, come on. Well, there there was an Ewok show. Right, spawn an Ewok uh, animated show. Do there you think an, this is gonna? Are we gonna have a a Porg animated cartoon? Look at that picture, and oh dear God, tell no. me <laughs> that's not gonna happen. If there's a Porg animated show, I am buying the Blu-rays. Dude, it's Disney, man. You no. have penguin, it, pug face. This is gonna be like their top-selling <laughs> Saturday morning cartoon, which doesn't even air on Saturday mornings. Yeah, true. Dave, it. It hurts, Mace. It hurts. That's... <laughs> well played. I didn't want to take your line, Dave. I, I that. I'm sorry. Right, fine. Fine. I'll stand alone with the porgs. I'm. I got the porgs back. You guys can all porg yourself. I. I'm. I'm with the porgs on this one. Hey, don't get me wrong. I own a lot of Ewok action figures. I'm eating ice as I'm saying this. <laughs> you know this is an audio podcast, right? No, I do. Okay. Right. I own a lot of Ewok <laughs> action figures, but they are really just target practice for my other action figures. So, Do the, do the snow troopers use them for target practice? Damn right they do. Those dirty bastards. Oh. <laughs> I feel I feel so good for those little Ewoks. They're some of the safest Ewoks in the galaxy. <laughs> Guys, we have to take a quick break. We've got more to talk about with uh, Force Friday, but uh, we have to take a quick break and honor our sponsor. That's audible.com. And uh, for listeners of the Wretched Hive podcast, audible.com has put together something very special that we've been talking about for a year and a half. Um, And it's just for listeners of our podcast. This is not available anywhere else. It's not available anywhere else. No doubt about it. Exclusive to Wretched Hive podcast fans and listeners. This limited time only for the next limited time for the next <laughs> from here until eternity. Two years. Uh, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial, so that you can have the opportunity to check out the service that Audible offers, and it is a great service. This week. We are featuring, not so surprisingly maybe, Game of Thrones, A Song of Ice and Fire, book one by George R.R. R. Martin, narrated by Roy Dotris. This is a hack. This is a, in honor of the great show, Game of Thrones, that Scott is uh, five years behind on. I'm catching up. Uh, hey, wait, wait, Steve, before yes, you play sir. it. Scott, you might want to step out of the room. There might be spoilers. Son of a bitch. (laughs) Books on Tape presents A Game of Thrones Book One of A Song of Ice and Fire by George R.R. Martin Read by Roy Detrice. Love that voice. 
Prologue. We should start back, Garrett urged as the woods began to grow darker on them. The wildlings are dead. Do the dead frighten you? Sir Waymar Royce asked with just the hint of a smile. Garrett did not rise to the bait. He was an old man, past fifty, and he had seen the lordlings come and go. Dead is dead, he said. We have no business with the dead. Are they dead? Royce asked softly. What proof have we? We'll show them, Garrett said. And if he says they're dead, that's proof enough for me. So good. So good. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, that was... um. My introduction to Game of Thrones was by... By listening, I did, I did not read a single one of them, but by listening to the books, and Roy Detrice was the one who read all of the books that I listened to, and he did a fantastic job with that. Um, he's Yeah, I, I, I approve of that dude on audiobooks, nice. for sure. He, remind, he reminds me of, like, Dave Attenborough's drunk uncle. <laughs> <laughs> and if, if you would like to listen to Dave Attenborough's drunk uncle, you can do so for and who free. Wouldn't? All you gotta do is Go to our, our Audible Trial website. That's audibletrial.com forward slash hive. That's audibletrial.com forward slash H-I-V-E for your free audiobook. Go there today and you can download Game of Thrones. But do uh, it quick. Question. Like I said, it's a limited time That's offer. Right. Quick, 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 quick question. Uh, how do you spell hive again? I'm not That's sure. H H I V. E. Thanks, guys. So on the topic of books and Force Friday, there are a ton of book releases coming. Some being released uh, this today, uh, September 1st, and others that are coming. And I have a little list here I put together in the show notes. And, of course, if you want to find our show notes, links to all of this are are available at our website. That's uh, thewretchedhive.net have all of our show notes there from the very beginning. Why don't you make those things available to us, Steve? Why don't we get to see those? Uh, all you, all you right? have to do is go to the wretchedive.net and you too can <laughs> can uh, see them. But actually, you guys, I don't know if you know this, but you can actually look at the show notes before we start the show. What? As a Wretched Hive host, you have that capability. Why would we do that? Know. Wait, you can look <laughs> at a room. Kind of rooms the spontaneity. Um, so first up, there's a Phasma book. It's released today. Hmm. Journey to the last. So, so there's a whole series of books called Journey to the Last Jedi. And then the title of the book. So there's Journey to the Last Jedi Phasma. That's out today on. First one is called Don't Stop Believing. September 1st. (laughs) There's also one called, uh, uh, Leia. Wheel in the Sky. Pretty sure it's Wheel in the Sky. <laughs> Where's the mute button? Can I mute individual color? Uh, Leia, Princess of Alderaan. Uh, also Wait, out today. isn't it Journey to the Last? Isn't it Journey to the Last Jedi? Journey to the Last Jedi. Yes. We're we're just not going to let him get through the segment, are we? <laughs> Loving, touching, squeezing. <laughs> to the Last Jedi. Uh, there's also a whole series of Journey to books uh the one called the power of the force faithfully star wars canto bite is actually was was announced that one is not due out until december 
Is uh, Journey Escape in there anywhere? I'm I'm curious. That would be my favorite. And Steve, we can do this whole segment any way you want. It. I'm, I'm good. Just, I, just keep rolling. Keep going with it. I, it's it. The girl can't help it, Steve. We just got to go this way. <laughs> oh my God. I know what Steve's thinking right now. He's thinking I'll be all right without you, 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 and you. <laughs> Steve, hey, I just want don't... to welcome you to with open arms, okay? I'm just trying to bring you into this conversation <laughs> with open arms. <laughs> Deep tracks, guys. Don't drop that force, you, Mr. Dave. I'm too young to be dropping <laughs> journey song quotes. <laughs> Incredible cross-sections. <laughs> uh, also, was also announced this week. Uh, you know, Star Wars Canto Bite, that is... Uh, one of the authors on that one, there's four authors. One of them is John Jackson Miller. So you got some big names coming out with books. Uh, hey, his name is my name, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you've got uh, Art of the Last Jedi. Now, have you guys collected the Art of books? Not in the new trilogies, but definitely the old ones. Oh, the, the new ones are great. Equally as good. And we have the Art of the Last Jedi. Yeah. Plan for, I probably won't be out until December, I'm, I'm guessing. Uh, there's a Visual Dictionary. The Last Jedi Cobalt Squadron. No. Oh. So a lot of good titles are in the works, and uh, a few released today, including Phasma. So uh, breaking news update on one of those books. The Phasma book was supposed to be 500 pages. They cut it down to about 35. <laughs> <laughs> There's also a, uh, a making of Star Wars uh, Rogue One photo journal that's supposed to come out October 3rd. Hey, wait, in Phasma's book, does she fight the Hound? <laughs> I actually think uh, her and the Hound have a little thing going on. God damn it, is that a spoiler? <laughs> oh. Uh, might have been a little spoiler. Sorry. Oh. Sorry. This is going to be really hard not to I know. spoil you with this. Well, since we're talking about Star Wars, let's talk about Star Wars. Five years behind. Oh, mother... Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Give me a pen. I got to cross a few things off my can, list here. <laughs> Steve, can I mention? Can I mention a book that uh, I'm very interested Please. in getting? It is uh, slated to come out October third. It is a Star Wars art book featuring 100 uh, Ralph McQuarrie Ooh. art postcards. Oh, nice. Ooh. Nice. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, looks like it's uh, about a twenty dollar, twenty dollar book. But it's just a uh, it's just a collection of his uh, arts and prints uh, slammed together into a definitive volume, according to the description. Wow! You know, you you mentioned it in passing, um, but those and 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 this is just I, I love all the Macquarie art, and so Dave, Dave this you've kind of piqued my interest for that one. But the art of books that you mentioned earlier, the new ones that are coming out, and the past ones as well, those are all fantastic books too. But we're in a Barnes and Noble with the kids. Uh, a couple weeks back and, and just running through the sci-fi shelves and came across a couple of the, the ones for Rogue One and, uh, and I think a Last Jedi one and those they're they're you know you can sit there for hours and just stare at that oh, yeah. stuff yeah yeah like good. yeah I, I have uh, I, I bought Ro the the Rogue One and uh, also bought um, episode seven and I don't I don't have the the uh, the ones from the original trilogy yeah oh they're fantastic or the prequels but I would love to have them <clears throat> definitely um dominated by Ralph McQuarrie, but also Joe Johnston and a few other the, uh, of the artists at that time. <clears throat> Some beautiful, beautiful artwork. I also like how 
they're making the form factor for these books all the same so they look nice on your shelf yeah collect them yeah, all. it's yeah. pretty cool all right so lots of stuff happening i will be out look sounds like we will be out somewhere on friday later today yes and uh, maybe we'll hit Target and uh, maybe another store. Maybe get some lunch. Definitely. That sounds good to me. <laughs> All right. Let me check my work schedule. Ah, I'm free. I'm good. <laughs> oh. You're, you guys just, just going to be porking each other all afternoon, I'm sure. You mean porking? Oh. It, let me get the flap out. <laughs> where's, my, where's my sound effect? <laughs> uh, I'm never doing that again. Oh. So actually, I do have um, some audio here of Scott and I making plans for. <laughs> I can't get it to play. Damn it! Damn it! Oh, oh lord! Oh lord! Oh, All right, oh, let's lord. move on, guys. Uh, unless anyone else uh, has anything else from uh, Force Friday, Scott, you got something? Uh, not Force Friday, but I do have a quick little news update. Um, this is actually a few weeks ago. Uh, one of the other Hive members, Greg. Uh, we met at uh, Pershing Square and saw a band that night, uh, but we actually stopped in early for uh, an extra band show, an extra show. Hmm. Uh, we saw the band that we interviewed, the Hellflowers, oh. at a, a little place in downtown L.A. called La Cita and just wanted to say what a kick-ass, wonderful show it was. It was good seeing all the guys and the girls there. Um but just, I just had a really good time and wanted to and give them a little shout out. It was a great show. Nice. Yeah. They were fantastic live. Absolutely. They sound just as tight uh, live as they do on their record. And, and yeah, they were, they were super fun, real high energy yeah. show. Love seeing them live. Um, go get out and see them when they're in a town near you. Those guys are awesome. Yeah. And, uh, um, what's the guitar player's name? A uh, cat. Cat. Can't, no, he's. Which one is the artist? He draws pencil drawings. Oh, that's Matt. <laughs> Matt, Matt, yes. dude, Matt Iskew. Yes, that guy is an evil genius with a pencil. Oh yeah, I've seen some he's of his work really online. Really good. Yeah. Oh yeah, and check him out. He has been working on an actual, uh, like an animated kind of uh, television show. That's I, the easiest way to describe it is kind of like Archer. If anyone watches Archer. Hmm. Uh, meets like Space Ace, that old video game from the 80s. Uh, really cool concept stuff that he's coming up with. He's got some pretty big names uh, doing the voiceover talent for him, and hopefully that'll be coming out in the next year. But seriously, see this band. If you guys are local in the L.A. area, uh, Orange County area, they are playing at a little place in October uh, called Diego's in Orange County, Santa Ana. Um, but definitely check them out. They're a fun band. They've got two EPs out. You should really check them out. Was when Space is that? Ace when is that? When is that Diego Diego show? When is I'm, that? One? I want to say the twenty sixth of October. I think it's a Thursday night, mm-hmm, right mm-hmm, before mm-hmm. Halloween. I might have, might have to do that. Yeah, I'll be there. Was Was Space Ace before or after uh, Dragon's after. Lair? Was that the name after. of that? After. Okay. After. You can get Space Ace for your iPhone or iPad for like. Ten bucks. Really? Yes, you can. I dumped about one thousand yes, dollars into that damn machine, so that's a good deal. Yeah. So, so, so get it. You can get and Dragon's Lair as well. I think Dragon's Lair two. Dragon's Lair two was not as popular mm. as either Dragon's Lair or Space Ace, but I know that at least Dragon's Lair and Space Ace are available on your iPhone um, and or iPad. They're fantastic. So much yeah. fun. Love right. the retro games. Oh yeah. On the modern equipment. It's oh. good stuff. 
Hey, I've got one other thing. I know we got a ton of things to get to, but I'm going to do it real quick. I just posted before the show started tonight uh, a sneak peek of the photo shoot I did with Jackie Michelle uh, at Tiki Oasis about three weeks ago uh, in the Princess Leia outfit. So if you go to our Wretched Hive Facebook page, you will see the sneak peek. And if whoever's handling the Instagram stuff, we'll talk. We'll get it up there, too, if you want. Okay, let me take my pants off real quick. Hang on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Do I have to do the noise again? Wait. Wait, you do the show with pants on? When did that happen? (laughs) I I thought this was a pantless show. (laughs) Hey, I'm right there with you, Dave. I don't know. Uh, Greg, we're we're going to have to discuss this at your performance evaluation. (laughs) Uh, we, there's rules and regulations. We have them for a reason, sir. Oh my god! No pants on the show. All right, guys, let's move on. We got a lot to talk about here, and one of the big stories this last couple of weeks has been the announcement. I can't believe we didn't talk about this two weeks ago. It looks like there's going to be an Obi Wan movie. Yes, finally. Wait, now Ooh. announcement might be a little strong well, for this. That's true. Strong yes, it, rumor. It, it, it's strong rumor. Strong rumor, but. Let's just call it who called it first. Can can we say the Wretched Hive? Wretched Hive. Well, this is being reported by a a very reliable source, The Hollywood Reporter, being also covered by Vanity Fair. In fact, the article I'm reading from is from Vanity Fair. Star Wars decides the Force is with Obi-Wan. And uh, they... uh, This is a great little article, actually. It's It's a fun read. We'll put this in the show notes. Article starts out... Uh, This is written by Rebecca Keegan. It's Friday, and I'm writing from a cafe in Brentwood while watching delusional screenwriters hit on the hostess. That's how the article starts. Uh, Very fun. But uh, she talks about uh, Hollywood Hollywood reporters report that a standalone Obi-Wan Kenobi movie for Lucasfilm is uh, in development with Stephen Daltrey in talks to direct the film. Uh, there's also been discussion about, uh, if you read, if you, uh, I don't have the Hollywood Reporter article in front of me, but, uh, there's mention of a Yoda standalone film, a, um, Jabba standalone film. Uh, that's more of a lie around alone <laughs> film as opposed to a standalone that's film. That's right. Nice. Are we going to get a Porg standalone yeah. film? I'm sure. <laughs> so... Is anybody excited for either a Yoda or a Jabba film? Anybody? No and no. Yeah. I, I, I think I agree with that. Now, I, I I think you could go with a Tales from Mos Eisley type movie yeah. co-starring yes. Jabba. I don't know if I would want a Jabba stand. Yeah, I, I'm with you on Jabba. Uh, Yoda, though, Yoda might be interesting. If we could get more backstory on Yoda, which we've just got very, very little backstory, uh, I, I might be, I might get fired up about that. Guys, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that um, besides the Java thing, which I agree with all of you on, no way on that. But uh, instead of a Yoda movie, can we get a Yoda series, a la Mad Men, where there's a lot of sexual tension between Yoda and Yaddle? <laughs> I think that would be a, a big hit right there, guys. Are Yoda and Yaddle uh, like cousin and nephew? No, niece? no, she is the female version of, no, this of is, Yoda, so uh, we need to know. Yeah, this so, is not Game of Thrones, oh, okay. Steve. This is not <laughs> oh, Game of sorry. Thrones. Wait, Yoda. what? There's incest in Game of Thrones? Thanks a lot, guys. <laughs> you see, my friends here are a perfect example of the combined talents of the Wretched Hive Podcast. 
ridiculous. We are influencing James Cameron. We no, are. I think we are. Eat a you-know-what, blue cats. Jesus, I would happily watch The Clone Wars on a repeating loop than have to watch True Detective Season 1 again. Festering pile of nonsense. I don't know how inebriated on a scale of 1 to however much these guys are I am tonight, but I'm getting there. Glenn Fry was the most egotistical jerk out of all of them. What an asshole. There's a good possibility what? that Nico is twerking a moonfish. There's a problem with our country, okay? And it's Chewbacca mom. That's the problem. I like big butts, and I cannot lie. Can we just get back to the show, please? So in another Obi-Wan-related story, so I so let's just be clear. Okay. I am geeked about this Obi-Wan rumor. This is awesome. And it, it seems like it's clearly a rumor. There's been no official word from Lucasfilm. Let's just make that clear. But this is a very strong rumor being reported on by reputable outlets. And so I'm, I feel pretty good about this one. Can, can let's. It's a cre- it's a credible let's, rumor. It's not just some dude on the internet making wistful posts. Right. The only way they could screw this up is by not casting Ewan yeah. McGregor. No doubt. Let's <laughs> let's push this into a whole new level of rumor. Is this a, a type of Deadpool marketing scheme on their end? Somebody's letting something slip through the cracks just a little bit so we get a taste and thus starting this massive outpouring of Obi-Wan mania. Something like that. Uh, Come on. That would be fun. It would be fun if that was true. That's but I don't think that's it. No, no, no. I'm just saying. Uh Whatever it takes to make this happen, because I think we, I think we as a collective five, have been talking about an Obi Wan movie since probably episode one or two of this podcast. Yeah, yeah. This has been something we have all wanted from the get go, or at the very, at, the, at a bare minimum, since they announced that, announced that there was going to be an anthology series of and movies. Come so. on, Disney! Come on, Lucasfilm! The wretched hive has the pulse of the people. Get this done. Get it done. I mean, other than making Adobe, we don't know what he was doing on Tatooine all those years. (laughs) We've already established it. Kenobi Adobe. Trademark. (laughs) So, in other Obi-Wan news this week, um, there was a really cool video released by uh, Lucasfilm. They reminded us that, hey, you've seen a little bit of Obi-Wan Kenobi. You saw him in Star Wars Rebels. If you remember earlier this season, Kenobi... Uh, played a significant part in at least one episode where he... Just one just episode. One, okay, Twin Sons. He, yeah. That's right, Twin Sons. He took on uh, Darth Maul, and uh, spoiler alert, finally uh, finished Darth Maul off. God damn it, guys! What, are you behind on that too? Yes! Right. <laughs> and uh, the Lucasfilm this week released a video uh, featuring Dave Filoni and other Star Wars execs uh, that talk about creating that sword fight, that lightsaber battle between Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Maul. So I've got a little audio here. This is uh, Dave Filoni talking about creating and thinking through the process of creating Obi-Wan Kenobi in Star Wars Rebels. When it came to Maul and Obi-Wan, the fight that leapt to my mind was Kuzo fighting the other man in the field and in the film Seven Samurai. It's the very still movements of the samurai who's moving with intention and grace. It's contrasted versus the anger in the one man. And that guy's moving his feet a lot and he's, you know, he doesn't have a steady position. And I'm like, well, there you have it. I mean, Obi-Wan has intention. He is calm in this moment. He is centered. Maul is on the edge. Maul is angry. Maul is 
getting ready. I want to kill you. I've been waiting for this. You know, he's all this energy built up. It's much more about footwork and the thought process that Obi-Wan has. It's so I'm going to cut it off there, but uh, this is great. Really, really good stuff. Entertainment Tonight, uh, Star Wars Rebels video goes behind the scenes of Obi-Wan Kenobi's return. Very cool. Worth a watch. Entertainment. I, yeah, I, I love some Dave Filoni. I think he's a, a, a huge talent in, in continuing the Star Wars stories uh, for kids on the Disney Channel and whatnot. Uh, whatever he may have done in the early years of the Clone Wars, he's learned from his craft, and he's and he's making good stories now. But he is the highest dude in the Star Wars universe yep. for sure. Oh. Hey man, like Obi Wan is just coming at Darth, and Darth's all, dude, what you doing, bro? Oh, <laughs> huge hockey fan, huge uh, Pittsburgh Penguins fan. Dave Filoni is. Uh, he's my new best friend. Oh. Sweet. You have Penguins fan. I'm a Kings fan. There you go. And then I'm a Penguins fan. You're absolutely wrong, sir. <laughs> and then a Porg fan. <laughs> oh, if there's a Porg hockey jersey, I'm oh, buying it. Oh, damn it. Porgs across the front of the chest. You guys, you see what you're doing to him over here? Stop it. <laughs> Wait, I got, I have a Star Wars choice for Scott. Right. Do I need to play the thing? I, right. I just want to know what Greg's looking at. He keeps looking up. What do you look? I'm watching They Live right now. I'm watching They Live right yes. now. Yes. Right. <laughs> I have come here to Scott, chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. You could, you could, yeah, you could eliminate one thing from the star, from the greater Star Wars universe. You can eliminate Porgs, or you can eliminate Chewbacca monsters. Trying to get a good scene for you guys, and but it's and not happen. You, you could, <laughs> and you have to wear a T-shirt of the one that you don't choose to eliminate. You know what? You know what? Every day for this, seven days straight. This is not. This is not that hard of a question. Actually, this is not. Uh, it's a very simple question. I have lived with Gungans. I have lived with Ewoks. I can live with goddamn Porgs. I don't even know what they're like yet. They might be the best thing in the new in the new trilogy. Bye-bye, Chewbacca mom. <laughs> Bye-bye. Hey, Chewbacca mom, Coles is calling. They want all their shit back. Sorry. You know what porgs don't do? They don't talk. Chewbacca mom, unfortunately, has the power of speech. <laughs> Wait, Steve, is her book coming out on Force Friday? Or Stop is that it. Oh, it is. Scott's going to get one in the mail delivered to his home. Dave? (laughs) (laughs) We've got more standalone film news, guys. It looks like uh, Ron Howard, always looking out for the brother, Clint, Clint. is going to be, Clint Howard is going to be in the Han Solo standalone film. If he wasn't, I would not not have gone to see that film. Yep. We've Uh, we've argued about the whole Ron Howard thing. We're over that. But it, since he's doing this, and however that's going to turn out with his name on it or not, Clint Howard has to be in that movie. Right. So the only question is, is he playing Han Solo or... <laughs> or Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> he's just, he's such an interesting looking guy. I mean, here... Was that too mean? I'm sorry. No. He's just, he's just got such an interesting look, you know? Have you seen the parts he's played I, oh yeah. in the movies? Yeah. He's He's... He's in like every Ron Howard he movie, and he was in uh, he was in one of my favorite movies, The Shawshank Redemption, I what? believe. Didn't what? he play the? Uh, yeah, he played the he played the the actual murderer 
Isn't that Clint Howard? I don't. Hang on, I'm 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 going to the IMDb for I'm this one. I'm gonna say no. Oh, I don't think that was him. I kind of think no. no. I yeah. swear that was him. He was in Rock and Roll High School, but he was not in Shawshank mm. Redemption. Look, look it up. Dave will be the judge on this. He's got his IMDb. I think he played the murderer that um, Andy Dufresne was framed for the murder that this guy actually committed. Oh man, I can't. This guy has an impressive resume. Clint Howard? He's been he's been in pretty much yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah, he's been in. There's not much he has not been in. I think he's sitting right behind me in my living room <laughs> now. This podcast is the only thing he hasn't been in. Looking at his uh, resume oh, here. Oh man. Shit, this guy was in That Thing You Do. Yeah, was he really? I've seen that movie like 20 times, didn't realize that. That was uh, produced by Grazer, right? Brian Grazer? So Ron Howard's buddy, uh, and anything Ron Howard is going to get, get Clint Howard in. Not not in Shawshank. Shawshank came out in the nope. 90s. Yeah. I don't not see him. Shawshank. 94. Although he was in Body Chemistry too, the voice of a stranger. <laughs> <clears throat> not that, the year far and away? Yeah, the year 1994. That's a Ron it's Howard a Ron movie. Ron Howard film, of course. He was the in year The Rocketeer? Ni- yes. The, the year 1994 for uh, Clint Howard. The Paper, Leprechaun 2, Bigfoot, The Unforgettable Encounter, Forced to Kill, uh, and that's it. There you go. Okay. Four movies in 1994. Wow, Leprechaun 2, nice. 19, ni- 1995, even busier. Fist of the North Star, Iron Man, Forget Paris, Digital Man, Apollo 13, Not Like Us, and Twisted Love, all in 1995. Jesus Christ, man, stop. That's what I'm saying. Like, this guy is out of control. Yeah. Well, he's in a movie for three minutes or less, so. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. He's in Apollo 13. He's in, he's in. He has a big role in Apollo 13. He has a very yeah. big role. Yeah, he's in Mission Control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm Seriously. reading a quadruple failure here. That, that's not possible. It's got to be instrumentation. <laughs> probably is, is. is he in the uh, the Austin Powers films yes. playing that role? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So good. All right. That's right. Yeah, he is. It's a huge Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to have to cancel my uh, Clint Howard was in Shawshank Redemption cast. I've been doing. Damn it. Dude, you got to cancel that order for that T-shirt you just had made. Yeah. <laughs> and you're on episode 36. You almost made it to 37 of that <laughs> one, too. It turns out he wasn't even in the movie. <laughs> we spent an hour reviewing one minute of the film every uh, actually, one of an interesting Star Wars podcast out there. It's I think it's called like I don't know Star Wars Minute or something. Uh. They 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 review one minute of film every episode. Oh, they wow. go into detail for what happens in that one minute. It's pretty cool. Man, cool idea. Good actually. catch. Wow. Whoa. All right. Damn Whoa. it. Whoa. All right, guys. Moving on from uh, Clint Howard, we will see him in episode eight. Apparently, Tim's likes. No, Han Solo movie. Oh, Han, Han Solo. Solo movie. Well, maybe he'll be in eight too. <laughs> He's so close. The last Shawshank Redemption. I'm just blowing it on the Clint Howard trip. I don't know what's going episode. on with you, man. What's going on? You know what? You need some alcohol. I do. Steve, Steve just sees Steve sees Clint Howard everywhere. He's just like, "There's Clint Howard." <laughs> well, I mean, he did all the Dirty Harry movies. Oh, of course, right? of course. Yeah, sure did. Sure did. Oh, Absolutely. that was Clint Eastwood. Sorry. Oh. Uh, all right, moving on. So, interesting article here on ScreenRant.com. The Marvel formula won't work for Star Wars. And I thought it was apropos to bring this up since we are talking about all these offshoots. So, this this basically this article 
is suggesting that Star Wars needs more new content and needs to stop relying on the classic characters and doing spin-offs with those characters. Uh, that they need something new. Uh, it starts out by saying, as Lucasfilm continues to develop a slate of Star Wars spin-off films, a troubling pattern has emerged in the projects the studio is considering. Recently, it was revealed the long-rumored Obi-Wan Kenobi standalone was in early stages, and the powers that be are also discussing possible movies for characters like Yoga, Yoda, <laughs> Boba Fett, and, and Yoga, Yoga <laughs> and even Jabba the Hutt. It's worth pointing out that Disney Lucasfilm has not officially confirmed any of these titles, but the reports indicate they are all at the very least on the table. But going by the studio's one film per year release schedule, fans won't expect these to hit theaters until 2021. While the Mouse House, when the Mouse House acquired Lucasfilm in 2012 and first discussed the anthology series, they presented something exciting for Star Wars, the Star Wars franchise. The famous Skywalker saga continued with the sequel trilogy. Uh, it goes on to say Star Wars is smaller than Marvel. The Marvel Universe is huge compared to the Star Wars Universe. And part of the reason that the Marvel Studios appro approach works so well is because they were translating what happens in the comics into the big screen. Whereas the Star Wars franchise relies on the content of the big screen and sort of expanding that into new areas based on characters that originated from the original films. What do you guys think? I know you guys are huge fans of the comics, huge fans of Star Wars. Scott, is the Marvel Universe bigger than the Star Wars Universe? Well, yeah, and I'm just going to point this out. Who, who wrote this article? Does uh, it have the author's name on there? See, this was... I don't uh, mind. Clint Howard. <laughs> Clint Howard. Clint Howard. Chris Agar. Okay, Chris, wherever you are, you are the master of the obvious. I mean, come on. It's... it's <laughs> seriously, it's Star Wars. We know... How, we know how Star Wars was written. We know all the different drafts. We know it was the Journal of the Wills. We know that there's a bigger story that Lucas was trying to tell. But it's Marvel Universe. You're, I have never seen a more a better example, a better example of apples versus oranges right here. I mean, mm. it's, it's ridiculous. And I still think that they have a chance proven by Rogue One. I know Rogue One ties into the trilogy, but there was almost no major character other than Vader Tarkin was an exception, and the cameos that th were thrown in, that was a standalone film that was fantastic. And it happened to fit into the, the trilogy, that or the uh, tie the two trilogies together. I, they could do it. They could take... Uh, uh, they were talking about this a few years ago, um, a bounty hunter television show. They could actually mm -hmm. condense that and make it into a movie or two movies and talk about those five main characters, which we only really got to see for what a handful of minutes on screen Boba Fett was the major one and then we got a little bit of a backstory with the prequels you could take any character and we know the expanded universe has been thrown out but it's still there for the picking for Disney and there's so many characters that nobody really knows about unless you're a diehard fan I mean who the hell knows what a Bomar Monk is not too many people Maybe not even on this show. Do you know who Bomar Monk is? I do not. Okay, he was the, the spider-looking creature that chases 3PO when he walks to the door of Jabba's palace. With, that's mm. got the monk's brain in the little glass jar mm -hmm. underneath its mm -hmm. belly. That could be an interesting story 
if told the right way. There's great, there are great books out there like Tales from Jabba's Palace, uh, Tales from Moss Eisley, that can throw these no-name characters and make an, a bigger expanded universe. Much like Marvel, but Marvel had, I don't know, 70 plus years to build that franchise. Star Wars is still fairly young compared to that 40 years. So, yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. Outside of outside of Captain America, obviously, who was from the forties, uh, um, you know, the, the the majority of their of their the Marvel universe comes from the sixties forward with Silver Age, um, and Greg, our wars. I think you got three. Greg, you're getting three PO'd big time. You're cutting out. Uh, uh, boo, Dave, Dave, Dave save now? us here. Our. Uh, what, what I mean is is, is no, the I, Star Wars formula faulty in some way? Are we going to run out of story? I I don't really understand. No, I, I I I disagree with what Loser McStupid is saying in his article. There, Star Wars is different from Marvel. To Scott's point, they've had more time and they've had more venues and stories in which to explore. If he's trying to imply that they're relying on these old, really unexplored characters that there's a, a huge audience investment in, you know, like Obi-Wan Kenobi and the Bounty Hunters and, and many others, there is still a lot of gold in this vein to be tapped oh, sure. before we do have to go to a natural building out of characters, which, as Scott is correct, we've already shown can be done very successfully through Rogue One. I'm not going to be worried about Star Wars standalone movies until they announced Jennifer Lawrence starring in Aunt Beru, the trilogy. <laughs> Which I would line up for, by the way. Oh, my God. I, and and I, I totally agree. And I would point out that um, Rogue One, the entire concept and idea from Rogue One was based on one line in the crawl yeah. from episode four. So, I mean, there's so much to mine in the Star Wars universe that... I just I don't re- under understand where this is coming from either, but it's it's all over the web. There's a lot of people saying Star Wars needs new stuff. Stop relying on the old, which makes no sense to me. No, I and I'm going to add to that. It's one line from that crawl, but it's also an entire cast. the The cast that you were following through that film are all brand new characters, mm. and that's that's a phenomenal feat. I mean, you want to tie it in, obviously, and they did a great job of tying that in, but that. Now, other than having that amazing Vader cameo, basically, a couple couple scenes, and then the, the Princess Leia shot and, and Tarkin, it really is an amazing cast of an ensemble group of all new characters that was thrilling. I still love that movie. That movie has a grit to it that's just dark, and I, I get to the end of that film, and I, I still don't feel good like some great movies that I love. You know, Shawshank Redemption, I know it has a great ending, a hope. Uh, a hopeful ending, uh, but let's talk about, say, Fight Club or any of those films. Dark movies, great storytelling, uh, great characters. This just happens to be tied into the Star Wars universe. I, I know, this guy, yeah, Dave, I'm with you. What'd you call him? <laughs> Loser Mc, Loser McStupid. Yeah. yeah. All right, Greg, are you back with us? Uh, <laughs> am I back? Uh, how's it sound? Uh, still coming in and out. All right, no, just like a that's porg. What she said. I agree with those guys. <laughs> Coming in and out like a porg. <laughs> wow. He's, he's got to stop downloading porn while we're trying to record this. It really messes with the yeah, bandwidth. And, and you never 
never stop downloading and porn, guys. Never stop. Don't downloading. share your screen never when you're looking at porn porn. It's really uncomfortable, <laughs> frankly. Uh guys, uh Ryan Johnson was in the news just this past week talking about the last Jedi. He gave away a huge plot point here. I don't know if you guys saw this article. There are twelve wipe transitions in The Last Jedi. It's the fewest that there's ever been in a Star Wars film. Empire had 42 wipe transitions. These are the transitions from scene to scene when yes. that Lucas famously used throughout Star Wars. I think there's about... Well, there's 31, according to Ryan Johnson. The Force Awakens had 14 wipe transitions. <clears throat> and um, The Last Jedi only has 12. So he was apologizing to fans for coming in last place for the wipe transitions. Oh my Oh my god, internet, why? <laughs> He's fired. Is are there some Bob Iger quotes we could talk about instead? <laughs> Probably. Well, well, to be fair, uh, there, uh honestly, there were there were still people who counted the uh there were still people who counted the um what is the uh, the lens flare in the JJ Abrams Force Awakened. <laughs> so, there's still people who did that. Okay. I'm saying the less amount could could essentially be a good thing. It could actually extend scenes and give us longer moments of dialogue or intense action or something that's not cut and edited in some like summer blockbuster crazy way. So that might be a good thing for us. I think episode one had the most, like over 50. Oh, dear God. Ryan Johnson also saying that he, uh, <laughs> he had to trust his inner fan to direct Star Wars The Last Jedi. He was uh, he was sort of getting overwhelmed a little bit and not sure where to take the where to take the uh, the screenplay. He says once I actually jumped into it, it was the most fun I've ever had writing. It was the least scary process. I think part of it was I wasn't alone for the process. I was writing on my own, but I moved up to San Francisco for a few months, and every few weeks I would go in and sit down with Carrie Hart from Lucasfilm and her whole story group team, and I would just put everything I was thinking up on a whiteboard and then bounce it off everyone just to see what everyone thought. It was kind of a gut check. And uh, the first thing he realized was, he said, I have to trust kind of my inner fan. If it resonates with me, I have to trust it. That's what George did with the original movies. So again, I, we've talked about this in the past. I love that they're Star Wars fans, like us, making Star Wars. WWGD, baby. WWGD. What would George do? What would George do? Right. All right. Let's see. What else we got here? Um, oh, you know what? Back to a little bit to uh, Hasbro uh, with the toys that are going to be released today, later today, um, on September 1st. Hasbro is coming out with something called a Force Link Band. And what this is, it's, a, it's like an armband with a handpiece that allows kids to uh, interact with their action figures. So that when you pick up, say, a Kylo Ren, you're wearing this force band, you hear Kylo Ren say a line from the film. So, you kids, you don't have to think for yourself anymore because the toys are going to do it for you. Uh, but with the release of this force link band, there are actually several lines from the movie oh. that have been released that are going to be in this band. Is, so is have anyone... Little, oh, go ahead. No, we have a clue into the script here, courtesy of Hasbro. Go can ahead, I, Scott. Is anyone having a deja vu to episode one? Just, I'm asking, anyone collect those figures? If you remember the... the... Yeah, they, they they had those little keychain thingies that came with them. Yeah. yeah. 
They're little keychains, but they had a little peg on them, so they were actually figure stands, uh, collectible uh, chips. That's that would, right. That would have like four or five lines from the movie, and a lot of lines were released prior to the film, which ended up not being in the movie, so there were uh, always rumors about cut scenes, which eventually ended up on the DVD. So uh, this should be interesting. All right, so I've got the list of lines here. Oh, and there's actually a picture of the uh, that playset that I was talking about here. Oh, holy crap. You Look at that thing. You can't see this because it's an audio podcast, but it looks pretty cool. Um, all right, so... First line is, take that porg out of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a porg, it's a gerbil. I, I, in the porg's defense, I think a gerbil could fit up a porg's ass. It looks about that size. <laughs> All right, so the first line is, I have been expecting you. I, I thought the first line would be, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> the resistance is doomed. That sounds like a 3PO line to me. Mm-hmm. Crew member trapped. Send in the rescue team. Crush the intruders. The prisoner is ready for your interrogation. And you're going to the cells. Mm. Right. Crush the intruders. Yeah. Some of these could uh, could have potential spoilers here. Sounds like maybe Kylo. Maybe Kylo. I, it could actually be Snoke. Or General Hux. What or about, Snoke, yeah. What about Snoke? Oh, all right. Yeah. Oh. Uh, there's, a, there's a few more back here. Let's see. Um, I've been waiting for you. Nice. Snoke, maybe. I need your guidance. That's uh, Nico tells his mom every morning. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> wow. Trying to stir it up. Uh, that was out of nowhere. Will you help me? Show me again the power of the darkness. That's Kylo. That's got to be Kylo. Yeah. Don't be afraid. And last one. No! Or it could be Luke taunting Kylo. <laughs> could be. It, it's too late? Don't be afraid, little boy. No. Oh, that sounded creepy. Yeah. No, it's too late. So there you go. Sorry, it's not just no. It's no! (laughs) That's true. It is all caps with four O's in. So it is a no! Oh, man. Did you want to? Yeah, back it up to the the previous one. Um, Oh, oh, they got some of the new figures on here, too. All right, so Scott's looking at the picture of the the playset. The guards, and Mm -hmm. that's Snoke. They got a picture of Snoke in here. Amazing. Um, okay, so I wanted to go back to the crush the intruders. Um, I have a feeling that that's a scene we may have seen already. That's the scene in the trailer where we see those new kind of like speeders out over the salt flats, oh. kicking up the red dust. Yeah. Um, that um, at, there's some new stuff also that's been added into it. Uh, we're getting a new ad at Walker. It's I think it's nicknamed the Gorilla Walker based on the way that the joints on the first leg actually look like the arms of the front of a gorilla and how it walks. Right. And it also has this massive arched back. Oh, oh this is something that's coming up that we're going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, so that no, oh, it's yeah. a great segue. So you're okay. talking about the ATM6. Yeah. All-terrain. Mega caliber. Mega caliber 6, a redesign of the original classic, the original tri- trilogy's classic AT-AT, or AT-AT. What do you guys say, by the way? AT-AT. You say AT-AT? I say AT-AT. Yeah? I say AT-AT. Um, I don't begrudge people for ATAT, but I say yeah. at at. But then, what do you say? Do you say um, at for ATST? No, I do ATST for the for the uh, scout transport. The chicken. I call it chicken, chicken walker. Chicken That's walker. Right. Um, do you have the full size shot of that? Have you seen the where the uh, arms on the, no, the legs? I, I haven't, but I know what you're talking. Oh, there it is. Yeah. So this is uh, 
So rather than being modeled after an elephant, like the original AT-ATs were, right. or AT-AT, this one looks like it, it's walking like a gorilla, like its front paw sort of curled under. It's, it's got a big arched back. Yeah, it's got the big hunchback where the new giant gun is located, and also it's got an extra joint in the front leg, so it's got the bent backwards paws almost. Uh, I think that's probably for positioning the gun so it can hunch down and target and aim that gun yeah. up on top of its back. Now, the other ship that was that was uh, released or announced was the uh, the dread the first order dreadnought, which looks like an imperial star destroyer on steroids, according to this article. Uh, what am I reading from here? Let's see. This is um, hang on. I'll tell you. It'll be in the show notes, of course. But this is... Uh, I don't see it. Oh, it's CBR. CBR.com. Now, this caught your attention, Dave. Because when the uh, CBR is talking about the uh, Dreadnought, the new ship that looks like the uh, Star Destroyer, huge Star Destroyer, uh, the description of this ship, it says, it will house Emperor Snoke. So what do you make of that? Emperor Snoke. That's either the mother of all typos or a really fantastic spoiler. Yeah, and, and based off the description, it looks like this is going to be much like Vader's Star Destroyer in Empire Strikes Back, which I believe was called the Executor? Is that correct? Uh, Executor? Executor? Yeah. Or ex- ex- I thought that that was uh, Paleon's ship. Is it? Oh, I, well, anyway... I could be so wrong. So this reminds me of the Vader ship from Empire. It just has this kind of weird... T bridge, T shaped bridge. Yeah. That's that extends to the both sides of the uh, what flanking wings there, or, or right. Uh, sort of, yeah. sort of the it extends th- uh, the entire width of the the crust of the slice of pizza, if you will. Right. right. The stern of the ship. Yeah. I mean, the chi- of the ship yes. Good God. The chimera, the chimera was paleon. on chimera. The Exeter was Vader's. It, it looks too much. Much like a slice of pizza. <laughs> Just too much like a slice of pizza. <laughs> well, it's not built up in the in the. The, how long until Domino's comes out with uh <laughs> Okay guys, I'm photoshopping <laughs> pie. I'm photoshopping tonight and copywriting that. Oh yeah. So we get some money on this. You gotta put lace and pepperonis across the top of the bow of that ship. <laughs> nice <laughs> artwork. Um Mm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna lay some pepperoni across Scott if you know what I'm saying. Wow. <laughs> Come on, it's gonna be porgin later, huh? You hairy beast. Yeah. Uh, let's go back to Emperor Snoke really quick. So what he was it was uh it was uh, they were <laughs> they were referring to him as Supreme Leader Snoke, right? Supreme Leader Snoke. Yes. yes. So how does one get promoted from Supreme Leader to Emperor? That's what I want to know. Wow, that was a good performance evaluation that he must have had there. Yeah. Good PE. Well, once you well, when you're the Supreme Leader, I guess you can call yourself whatever the hell you want to call yourself. Good point. Maybe uh, maybe after getting an entire planet destroyed of all of your troops. That's the next best route. Maybe, perhaps he had some uh, moistened bink, love a scimitar at him. Maybe that's what it, maybe that's what it was. <laughs> We've always got to throw one Python reference into almost every show. I love it. We could do it. We should do it. Up an episode just on Python. Oh man, the, the wretched Python. Right, a few, a few uh, remaining stories here, guys. Uh, looks like Finn and Han Solo. Which is also will... for my. <laughs> Finn and Han Solo will appear in season two of Star Wars Forces of Destiny. Anybody keeping up with uh, Forces of Destiny? We talked about it a couple episodes ago. Negative. Yeah. 
I there's, haven't. I'll there's look, I'll there's look there. a lot tonight. of Forces of Destiny toys in the stores I've seen. I will. Uh, I'll, really? Yeah. Wow. And it's all the girls. And supposedly they're selling pretty well, too. Huh. There's a Ray and um, I'm not sure who else. I saw a Ray. Wow. Yeah. I, I haven't seen that. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so we got that to look forward to. Finn and Han Solo in Forces of Destiny coming, I believe, next fall. Thank you. Yep. Um, <clears throat> let's see what else I want to get to here. Oh, uh, Greg, I think you added this into the show. See, there is another Hyvian that understands how to operate the show notes, you know? Oh, nice. Greg added a story into the show notes this week. How about that? Sweet. Yeah. Oh. What? Yeah, well, it is, it, it, it's a Greg-centric story. I just felt compelled. The last week, or two what? weeks ago, excuse me, we talked about uh, Fantasy Flight coming out and re-releasing the, the West End Games uh, role-playing game books which we're all, all very excited about or at least i am and i think scott was, oh yeah was mild. damn that looks awesome wow and i hope i can get you guys excited about it too is that fantasy flight at gen con gen con is kind of like the comic-con of board games that just took place last weekend and at gen con they announced that there's going to be a new miniatures based star wars game called star wars legion which looks fantastic it's got just these awesomely detailed miniatures if you've seen the x-wing miniatures very similar, uh, except this time instead of ship-based, these are all going to be like individual characters, and the starter set's going to come with Darth Vader, a faction of Stormtroopers, and Luke Skywalker, a faction of uh, Rebel Troopers that you pit into uh, squad-based battles there. So it's going to be very fun, and I hear that the release is going to be early next year sometime, so look for it Q1 2018. That looks awesome, and this is from uh, Fantasy Flight Games dot com yeah really cool images yes. the box looks really awesome some really nice original artwork um on the, yeah. on the box now now go to the website check out the game get excited about it but just know when you buy this game this is going to be a type of game where the figures are going to come unpainted oh. so it's time to get your artistic skills on and buy and start painting up some models so Seriously? uh so just know that, yeah, these these models will all come unpainted. Man, that's a commitment. Yeah, yeah. I no. just want to know. I mean, I see all the figures and stuff, uh, the little action yeah, token awesome. guys or whatever. Um, but the, I'm a, I, okay. Maybe maybe people of the Wretched Hive don't know this. Fans of the Wretched Hive, uh, I'm an architecture nut, and uh, there are some amazing buildings in there. Are those actually part of the game too? Like, can you pick some of that stuff up? No, it, it, the game the game will just come with. With the with the uh, the figures, uh, and then you'll have the the items to play the game. It comes with special dice. It's not just regular six sided dice. They have their own unique dice, and then cards for keeping track of the character stats and whatnot. Uh, but all of the buildings and stuff, uh, those would be you would you would you know you'd buy those or, or whatever. They they may end up selling those as a separate pack. It's possible. Uh, what I what probably should do is post some of the videos from Gen Con where they're actually demoing the game because the tables that they used looked fantastic. They just looked great. Yeah, well the figures look amazing but I, I'm just seeing some of these background buildings from like Moz Eisley and stuff oh, yeah. and uh, whoever yeah. designed those, amazing. That's some great fan uh, creative skills right there. So uh, yeah, get your, get your so, creative on. So one of the other games that Fantasy Flight makes cool. is called Imperial Imperial Assault, and that also is a miniatures-based game, but it's more of like a kind of like a Dungeons and Dragons where you go through a little confined area 
and it's all based on grids and you walk and you and you fight it against another squad of, of troops or whatnot those also come unpainted but I'll, wow. I'll I'll snap some photos of the of the work that that I did and and my wife did some of them also I'll snap some of the photos of some of the paint job that my wife and I did on them because um, they, they look once they're painted up they look really good they look really yeah. really good so I'll do that and I'll post them to the, to the on website. On the website on the Fantasy Flight website there's some some really nice images of these hand painted um, figurines and these are the detail on these is incredible I don't know how you do that my god that's amazing yeah very very small paintbrushes. Yeah. Very small that is paintbrushes. So cool. That that technique right there, and we maybe we can post a picture or something with a link to the site. But that yeah. um, I used to do uh, a certain type of artwork, like ceramics and stuff. If you wanted that look, it's called antiquing. You cover it in a certain color, like say a dark brown. You take a rag and you wipe that whole thing off, so it just leaves everything mm. in the crevices. That is amazing detail right That's there. That's really cool. Some good stuff. Yeah, there, there's a there's a couple of techniques that they do. They they'll either ink it, and when you ink something, and ink is basically a very thin paint. So when you kind of dab it on the model, if it's if it's if it's watery enough, the paint will run into the crevices and not cover the base of the model. Or you do like you say, where you kind of just slather it off and then wipe it down, and then you just leave what's in the crevices there. But inking, you have a little bit more control over inking. Because um, you can really just kind of get it into the crevices if you use a small enough nice. brush. Yeah, what it looks like is this one I'm looking at. It looks like a almost like a miniature scout walker, like a one man scout walker. No, they're from uh, Revenge mm-hmm. of the Sith. From Sith. Yeah. And it's got but a uh, a a rebel. Uh, yeah, it looks know. like a rebel, almost like an Endor soldier, but with yeah, like, like a, uh, desert fatigues on. Yeah, something. so it's kind of like a hybrid character, but uh, boy, the detail on that mm-hmm. is just badass. Yeah, that looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. I'm excited about it. I this is another one that I will be compelled to buy. So if you guys want to come over to my house, I'll teach you how to play it. Awesome, awesome. We are there. All right, guys. Last story before we begin to wrap up the show. Neil deGrasse Tyson. You know who that is, right? Uh, who is that guy again? Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> he he's uh he's become quite the internet celebrity. Um, fake news, <laughs> fake news. He's a uh, he's a he's an honest to god scientist. Dave, your pussy's jumping. <laughs> what are you talking <laughs> about? Sorry. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, there he's stroking it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson <laughs> Neil deGrasse. has been. Uh, has been critical of the wars. He's been critical of Star Wars, and uh, he's he's kind of famous. He he goes on social media and pokes holes in in uh, sci-fi and tells everybody how nonsensical it all is, and this could never work because of this or that. Uh, but he he uh, he kind of came back and uh, he was on AMC's talking with Chris Hardwick. He came back to talk about Star Wars. And I thought his take on this was really interesting. He says, uh, well, he was talking about, he was saying if real science had been applied to Starkiller Base in um, uh, Force The Force Awakens, that gets late, I can't remember anything. Oh, yeah. uh, the film's creative team would have realized it could have wielded even more destructive power. He says, if you take all the energy out of a star so the star completely disappears, do you realize that's enough energy to destroy a thousand planets? Tyson asked Hardwick. They didn't do the math. Had they done the math, it could have been even more of a badass planet killer. So don't tell me that real science is holding you back. No, real science is grander than even the limits of your own imagination. So Neil deGrasse Tyson confirming what we've known all along, guys. 
Math is hard. Math is hard. So hard. You know, um, he does kind of take the piss out of a lot of the site. He's di- he did these with the Star Trek movies as well. But, I, you know, he does, in all fairness, do it in good fun. He's obviously a huge fan of these movies, uh, of, of this genre. He loves that, that, that science fiction is attracting audiences. But he does like to take the piss out of it a little bit, too. But it's all done in good fun, it appears. Yeah. Well, he's awesome. I mean, he's... He's uh, a brilliant guy, really great personality, and the show that he remade with Seth, Seth MacFarlane, what was that show, um, The about the universe? Cosmos. Cosmos. Oh, Cosmos. man, my kids watched that show endlessly. It was great, really good. Great, great show. It if was you really check good. Check out Cosmos. Check it out now. You need yeah. to. All right, guys, that brings us to this. It's the Very Lonely Luke Tweet of the Week. Red 5 standing by. Because if there's something to whine about, you can count on Luke. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. Even though he's now an old man. No! It just isn't fair. Greg, what do you got for us this week? Well, the Very Lonely Luke website has been up now for probably two or three years, and he's tweeted over 1,200 times. And let's just say it's getting hard to keep that entertaining for this guy. So let's move on to Dad Joe Consola this week, guys. Ooh, yeah, do it. Go. <laughs> All right, there you go. From uh, July the 30th, Dad Joe Consola says, Ray and Finn did not believe that Dark Side Jedi really existed. What did they think when I told them it was all true? Sith just got ruined. What? <laughs> Damn, your punchline got C-3PO'd. Oh, man. I think what you meant... No! I think what you meant to say was, Sith just got real. Correct. There we go. Wait, let's, try, let's try that one more time. Let's get, let's get that... Crazy Greg attitude. All right, throw out the punchline again and and go go a little crazy. There, Greg. (laughs) He's frozen. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Damn it, Skype. I hate you, Skype. I hate you. Can you take the two clips of Greg and auto-tune them together? Oh, yeah. Oh, that'd be great. For (laughs) sure. We'll get that done right now. No problem. And then he's fine. I'm sorry, what was that, Greg? If I could do an entire show entirely in auto tune, I think I would. <laughs> <laughs> we may have to try that sometime. Yeah. Well, guys, that's it. 44 is in the books. It's a good show, guys. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. <laughs> oh, we long for 44. <laughs> well, mm. so, uh, did anybody go see Logan Lucky with Adam Driver at all? Did anybody go see that one? I no, but I heard it was a lot of fun. It looks really good. I think I want to go check it out. Yeah, I'm with you. My man Daniel it. Craig is supposedly drop dead funny in that in that movie. Although he does a terrible American accent, yeah. a terrible. American Maybe that's accent. what makes it funny. Could be. Well, if you would like to show us your terrible American accent, you can give us a call, leave us a voice message on the Wretched Hive Wretched Wretched Hive Hotline. That's 562-455-4483. That's 562-455-HIVE. You can also find us online. Our official webpage is thewretchedhive.net. 
Find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Wretched Hive Podcast. We've been tweeting more lately. Uh, find us on Twitter at Wretch Hive Pod. You can uh, find our show, native format of the show, on uh, wretchedhive.podbean.com. But you can really find us on any podcast player. But maybe the best way to search us up and listen to the show is through iTunes. Search the Wretched Hive in iTunes. Subscribe to the show. Leave a review. Five stars, one star, any stars. We don't care. We just want to hear from you, fans of the Wretched Hive podcast. Getting new fans every every week. And we are thrilled that you're sticking with us. Thanks so much for uh, hanging with us as long as many of you have. Guys, final thoughts on episode 44. Well, it is 104 days, guys. 104 days clock is ticking getting close yes yeah we need to yeah. we need to really buckle down on our uh, on our shit from here yeah. on out 100 we're less than 100 days from the uh, next well, episode I'm for uh, force friday so guys have a good couple of weeks yep may the force be with us all <laughs>